This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We're back. Three weeks have gone by since the season three finale with uh, Trader, and we're back right here, back in the Game Lounge. It's good to be back. Joining me for this season four premiere episode he's you first heard him back in season three he's part ninja part frog it's ninja frog what is up how's it going i'm doing good how are you doing big chilling big chilling that's how we do it that is how we do it it's good to have you back on uh one thing i do want to get out of the way right away uh, a big thank you to the voice of our intros and bumpers, John Flatters. And we're just going to start things off. It's been it's been three weeks since I've recorded a podcast. Can you believe that, Ninja Frog? Three oh my gosh, weeks. Really? Jeez. <laughs> it's been three <laughs> whole weeks. Um, so our headline of the week is actually a couple because we missed a lot of things during those three weeks. I, I want to cover some of the bigger things that did happen while we were gone. In the games department, a couple of games came out. Uh, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, that double pack with those uh, two Japan-only Japan uh, Great Ace Attorney games, now all here in the West. Neo, The World Ends With You, the sequel to The the World Ends With You back on the DS, now on all the consoles and stuff, and PC Thank as you. well. Orcs Must Die 3, a game that a lot of uh, PC pros have been waiting for. Pokemon Unite came out and has is surprisingly doing pretty well for itself. Yeah, I, I, I would I, agree. I, I'm, I'm generally shocked. I thought it was like, you know, it was going to be like very gimmicky and kind of die down with a week. But no, it's actually like competing very well with League. And it's also spawned a meme, uh, which is... Um, we're really struggling. <laughs> we attention. Are, attention. We, we are, are really, really struggling. struggling. <laughs> uh, I know that Tails in the Emerald Emerald's Discord says that a lot. It's funny. It's it's a, it's a really good meme. It's a really good meme. Uh, Samurai Warriors 5 came out. Chernobylite dropped. Lemnus Gate, that first-person shooter slash tactics game came out oh wait wait what no dude i've been i I didn't pay attention to it it came out i think that one's like that one's like where you i'm pretty sure that's the one where you have like 30 seconds to yes 30 seconds to move and do stuff and then your opponent goes and then you go it's that one i'm so i need to i need to like write that down like right now because i'm so excited to check that out it it came i i'm honestly i i'm gonna probably look up some gameplay for that i do want to see what the final product looks like now Let's go. It it's a really cool concept, and I'm really excited to see what this game can do. And uh, Dodgeball Academia also dropped that little pixel 2D dodgeball adventure. Uh, those are some of the games that just came out. Um, very good, very cool, very cool. Kanye, very thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also in the headline world, PUBG announced like way back when, like three weeks ago at this point, that they're getting an animated project of sorts. 
what it is exactly, we're not sure. I'm assuming it's probably going to be like an animated special or a short little cartoon series. But yeah, that's happened. The big thing that happened was Activision and Blizzard, they got sued after, a, and a lot of stuff just happened uh, revol- uh, involving uh, sexism and sexual harassment from their higher-ups. And this has led to a lot of people leaving the company, including the president, J. Allen Brack, uh, a lot of, and a lot of other big execs in that company. Uh, and what actually just happened this week as a follow-up for more people who left, the Diablo 4 director has also left. Wow. And okay. a lot of big people on that project. So um, me saying fuck Blizzard for all those years uh, has not gone unwarranted. Yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> this is definitely, I think a lot of the people that are having, I've always had problems with the this company specifically. I mean, obviously big companies can cause problems. and But like, uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are kind of ready for this to go down and see what is going to happen afterwards. For yes, sure. Abs- it's, it's going to be a huge thing. And uh, yeah, we're going to see where it goes because I'm. Sh- it's definitely not done. That's for sure. Uh, as for some... Other things that happened, EA had their E3 event, per se, with the EA Play, uh, showed off some things. It wasn't the most exciting. The big thing was right at the end of it, they revealed that we're getting a new Dead Space soon. Oh, okay. Wow. That's sick. Yeah, it, it was a cool teaser. A lot of people were excited for that. Like That was probably like the hypest moment of the show. But uh, it was weird. They had, I think... Oh, God, I don't even remember. I think it was like either in... N- I think it was a WWE wrestler hosting the event. <laughs> Let's go. I can't remember oh who, but yeah, that oh. was that. They couldn't it, even get John Cena. Like they couldn't on. get John. No, like John, I mean, John Cena was probably news- hosting uh, Wipeout because I don't know if you heard John Cena. The reboot Wipeout. They reboot Wipeout. That obstacle, funny obstacle course show, and John Cena is the new host for that. Eddie, Eddie's in Suicide Squad. What the heck? John, John Cena's killing it right now. Legit. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, the rerun of... The re-rise of John Cena. P- pounding it for... Uh, <laughs> get, a, get a little fist bump for John good old, Cena. Good old What's fist bump for... Good old fisted for John Cena. Oh my gosh. Um, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn is now in Genshin Impact. The first crossover event that Genshin has had. Which is kind of neat. What's Aloy from? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, okay. That's super cool. Okay. Yeah. That's sick. Uh, the Olympics ceremony. The Olympics happened while we were gone as well. Uh, they started and finished. And if you weren't watching them, uh, I'm sure if you, were, if you were watching them, you probably heard a lot of video game music during the opening ceremony. Oh my god! They, p- they played a lot of like classic RPG music. There was some from Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy. Yeah. There's actually a list. Somebody wrote a list of like all the yeah. references that were in that opening ceremony. And uh, for the closing ceremony, if you're an anime fan, they did play some Demon Sla- the Demon Slayer opening. That's awesome! And, the- uh, like a trumpet arrangement of that. It was really cool. Like Japan did a really cool job with uh, the ceremony part of it. Things. Yeah. The weird thing. With that, is I was having a weird day. Like I was staying up late, and then I was just listening to the 
frog theme from Chrono Trigger. <laughs> then I woke up <laughs> the next morning, and that was one of the songs that was like on that list that they had been playing. I was like, oh. <laughs> Let's <laughs> <Okay>. go. <laughs> Let's go. And if you didn't see this already, uh, Google Doodles, uh, for a time, they had a Olympic, basically like an RPG Google Doodle that you could yeah. play. It was I, I played it myself. I played all of it, got all the trophies. It was really fun. They well, did, it was, it's okay. honestly probably one of my favorite Google Doodles they've done in a long time. Yeah, that's awesome. It was a really cool game, and uh, I'm pretty sure like all the Google Doodles, you can look up Google Doodles, find the archive of them, and play the game yourself. It was really well done. Six Olympic events that you could play in that were like little keyboard mini games, and then you could mm. go around the world doing quests and stuff like that, and it was really fun. Yeah, it's super sick. Twitch streamer slash YouTuber... Rubber Ninja, aka Ross from the Game Grumps, uh, he's made up making history in Final Fantasy XIV by eating eggs. What? So <laughs> the inventory system in Final, Final Fantasy XIV is big. Like you can have a, it's a huge inventory. So what if you filled that up with a stack of eggs, which I don't know how many are in a stack, but every <laughs> slot with a stack of eggs, and eat every single one. I mean, sometimes you're just hungry for eggs, I guess. Well, he's doing that, and it's it, I, it went on for at least a couple of days. I don't know if he's still doing it, but uh, he's uh, go. He's got. He's getting that protein. <laughs> protein eating eggs on Final Fantasy fourteen. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Exactly. Uh, Pokemon Snap had an update that added. New Pokemon, new courses, uh, uh, you could shrink yourself, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. I thought Pokemon Snap was really going to be a one-and-done type game, but they're updating it and adding free content. So, new Pokemon Snap has potential to have more updates down the line as well, which is really cool. Yeah, I, I, I I don't personally have the game, but I was excited for the game coming out, and the fact that they updated it, I was like... Wow, and it looks like it's a full, like what you're saying, like a full content yeah, update. So I'm well, like, they've updated okay. some of the courses. They've updated some of the courses to add new Pokemon. Uh, the ability to shrink yourself, as uh, my boy Mello says, there's a lot of Bidoof ass because <laughs> of when you shrink, you know, Bidoof can get his ass right up in your car face. And uh, let's go. So yeah, uh, and Horizon Forbidden West sadly got delayed to early 2022. But uh, usually delayments are for the better, so that way the game is in a more polished state, and hopefully it uh, it relies on that. And that's kind of what happened while we were gone. It's been a crazy three weeks. It's been a busy three weeks for me as well, just with work and other things. And uh, you know what? It's also good to just kind of be back doing the podcast. Heck yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yes, and uh, what better way to now start off our podcast than with the Week in Review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the Week in Review. And this week, or this past week, some of the games that came out, Hades was released on the rest of the consoles. Oh, let's go. Godfall got released on the PlayStation 4. And Lawn Mowing Simulator came out. Lawn mowing simulator. Let's go for all those dads that want to be making the best lawn inside 
of a simulator game. Exactly. This game is for all those dads who have a PC and live in an apartment complex where they don't get to enjoy mowing the lawn anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I'm so hyped for all those people that really want to play lawn mowing simulator. You know, you know what the sim those simulator games, as funny and ironic as they could be, sometimes they're not genuinely like usually a good time. Yeah, a true. good time is always had in these games. Moving on to the video game news department, for we have some Fortnite news that we're leading with Ariana Grande, the latest celebrity to have a concert in Fortnite also has a skin in Fortnite as well. So Ariana Grande is now canon in the Street Fighter and the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, as well, wow. Cammy and Guile from Street Fighter are the latest Street Fighter characters to get Fortnite skins in the game as well. Oh, that's actually really cool. Okay. Speaking of skins, the new Super Monkey Ball game, we have three skins that got announced. All Sega properties, Sonic and Tails from the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise, and Beat from Jet Set Radio. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so That's awesome. on top of the monkeys, you can play a Sonic, Tails, and Beat now, which is really cool. Like I'm excited for that game. We'll actually be talking about that later in the podcast. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. More update news. Mario Golf Super Rush got an update adding Toadette into the roster, and New Donk City, the golf course. So we got those with the new updates. In some oddity news, a rare Super Mario Brothers original game sold for over $2 million. Oh my, dude. Uh, and this is, according to, <laughs> this is according to video games collectible site Rally. Um that uh, was reporting this, and yeah, I don't know how rare the game was, or like what like all of it entailed, but I'm assuming like full box, untouched, mint condition, all of that fun stuff, uh, probably like a limited edition version of the game as well, and then, you know, you sell that bitch for two million bucks. <laughs> I bet this will be, be continue to be traded between people and increase in price. God, <laughs> oh, I, I imagine so. <laughs> Uh, in some baseball game news, so we got a new free update for the show, MLB The Show 21. The Field of Dreams, based off of the movie, is playable because they also had a very special Field of Dreams game in the yeah. actual MLB. So they put the actual stadium in the game as well, which yeah, was surprised. really cool. I'm surprised it took them this long. That's what I was, I was like, why did it take them this long to do this? I'm surprised. Like the movie hasn't been it's been out for a while. The mo- yeah, the movie's an old. It's a class. It's considered. I think it's considered a classic sports movie yeah, at this I'll point. Call it classic. Um, and the big thing this week, we had a new Nintendo Indie World Showcase. So we're gonna quickly cover everything that happened that was shown off. Uh, the first thing they showed off, probably one of the coolest things I've seen at an Indie World Showcase. It's the game is called uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, and legit. This looks like the sequel slash successor to Jet Set Radio. You're skateboarding slash rollerblading around town with graffiti. And the graphics, almost identical to Jet Set Radio. 
Dude, these graphics are sick. I love this. It's going to come out in 2022 as a timed console exclusive, so it'll be on the Switch first, but it will be coming to everything. So, look forward to that. Yeah. And then the game that I'm probably going to get right when it comes out, it's called Toem. It's a photo adventure made by uh, indie game studio Something We Made, where you solve problems by taking photos with your camera. It's a very peaceful adventure. The graphics are very unique. It's a black and white style game, but like the uh, vaguely Paper Mario-esque in a sense of like, uh, of how like the things pop out of the world. It looks really cool. Looks like a lot of fun, a nice peaceful game. I'm definitely going to pick this up and do a little review on this. It looks yeah. really dope. It do, it really does look like uh like if the pop out storybooks that just kind of have like all the pieces pulling out like that's that viewpoint. It looks like that. It's super sick. Uh, and that comes out fall 2021 as uh coming out in winter 2021. Loop Hero, uh from Devolver Digital, it's coming to the Switch. It's been on a couple other platforms. I know PC for sure, but it's coming to, it's coming to the Switch, which is cool. Uh, we're getting a sequel to Far Lone Sales called Far Changing Tides. That comes out early 2022. Uh, Negro Barista Final Pour, an anime style visual esque novel type thing, um, is out now. It's a time console exclusive as well. Basically, it's like, hey, you want to serve coffee to the dead? Here you go. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. The art is beautiful. It's a very pretty game. Very Very pretty. pretty. So, yeah. I mean, if you're into (laughs) that kind of thing, it looks like it would be really fun. Uh, Some other games that they showed off that are out right now. Garden Story, which is a time exclusive for the Switch. Boyfriend Dungeon, which is a dungeon-crawling dating sim. And Axiom Verge 2. Those three you can play right now on the Switch. Then we got uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon shown off from Yacht Club Games. A new puzzle adventure starring everybody's favorite uh, Digging Knight. That comes out 2021, winter. It looks interesting. Check out the trailer yourself to see if this is gonna something that interests you if you're a Shovel Knight fan. Uh, Islanders Console Edition is out now as well, which is a timed exclusive. They showed off more Metal Slug Tactics, which was shown off at E3. Tetris Effect Connected is coming to the Switch on October 8th. And then we got some coming soon stuff. Uh, Astroneer, uh, one of these spa- a space resource gathering base building type game yeah. is coming out January. That's sick. 100 Days Winemaking Simulator comes out winter 2021. <clears throat> Slime Rancher Plortable Edition is out now for the Switch. Lumberjack comes to t- out 2022. Curious Expedition 2 is also out right now, and Gang Beast will hit the Switch in fall 2021. Yeah, I think that's a good group of stuff. And lastly, they closed off the show with Chucklefish's new game, Eastward, which comes out September 16th and is a timed console exclusive. And that's what we showed off at the Indie World Showcase. A very strong start of the show and a decently strong end of the show. It was a really... A lot of cool indie games were shown off this time around, and I'm actually excited for a couple of them. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for some of the stuff that'll be coming to the Switch that people haven't played before, and like certain games that like Slime Rancher. I feel like that's like a really good game that you can just portably play that's like really chill to play. So I think that's that one of those is definitely going to be a really good ad. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's some leak news, because we got some leaks. Ooh. Call The new Call of Duty game, dubbed Vanguard, has oh. some leaks. Uh, it's The leaks reveal the game will take place in World War II, and will have an Ultimate Edition pre-order that will give you early access before the game comes out. And it is set for this year, according to leaks as well. So... It's interesting. A new Call of Duty already. But then again, Cold War came out, what, last year or two years ago at this point? Um, I don't even know. When did it come out? Because I feel like... I feel that Cold War came out last year, but honestly, with how last year was, it was kind of uh, wild. It came out out last year. So usually, I think it's every two years? Usually, so usually, but I mean, <laughs> they do spit them out pretty they, fast. It is Call of Duty, yeah. But yeah, um, in some more delayment news, the Life is Strange remastered has been delayed to 2022. However, True Colors is still set for a release date later this year, unless you're on the Switch edition, because uh, True Colors for the Switch got delayed to later than its original release date. So keep an eye out for when the Switch version of that is coming out. In some movie news, and this is probably one of the biggest things that I was not expecting to see on my Twitter timeline, Idris Elba. He's the voice actor for Knuckles in the Sonic sequel. See, I'm going to say I feel very stupid for not knowing this name. (laughs) So Idris Elba, he's been in... I guess his most recent movie is he's in the Suicide Squad. Oh, really? What, yeah. What? Who do they play? He's like one of the leads. Oh. Oh. Okay. No, I didn't even. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just didn't know the actor's name. Okay, let's go. Let's see. Uh, he's famous because he has like a really good uh, reaction to the hot wings on Hot Ones. <laughs> let's go. Um. In some game developer news, Dr. Disrespect is starting his own game studio. Wow. He's going to uh, team up with mega creators to help them build their dream game. Currently, they're in the hiring process for some executives and stuff like that, though. That's awesome. Excited to see what they got. In miniature console news, Commodore's classic Amiga 500 console is the latest to get a mini console version. It's going to have 25 games, and it'll arrive early 2022. <laughs> what? Commodore's classic Amiga. The Dude, Amiga 500. Want... It's a classic console, okay. apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never even <laughs> heard of that at all. Well, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> In some Steam news, uh, a new web browser... I mean, that's not really new, but a web browser game is coming to Steam. Cookie Clicker. Oh boy, I can't wait to cook. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, this will give the game some cloud saves, so you don't need to grab a link every time you want to load into your old save world. And uh, some achievements. And that comes out September 2nd. <laughs> Let's go, achievements! Yes! Yeah! <laughs> uh, it's some really cool building news. Minecraft builder Denea has built the entire Breath of the Wild map. Excuse me? In Minecraft. 
Oh my gosh. Currently, they're in the process of building the shrines, towers, and the villages. And he plans, and they plan to release the game, the, the map, online once the whole project is done. See, this is exactly why I don't think Minecraft is ever going to die. Because it's exactly like Legos, but in a video game sense. So people can continuously build whatever the heck comes out. And they, just, they can just do whatever the heck. Unless something else, like... In internal VR, Minecraft becomes like the thing, and people like do that. Or they're like this, this is always going to be a thing where people are just building stuff. I oh, think yeah. this is super cool. <laughs> uh, what I, I mean, when that comes out, you know what? I'm gonna say fu- that's uh, some fucking content right there that I'm gonna stream. Heck yeah, dude, that's gonna be super cool. Uh, on an update on the street, the Steam Deck, uh, we got some updates on that uh, console that uh, the PC. The portable PC, it should have about eight hours of battery life when it's undocked. And whether it's docked or undocked, the performance should be the same. No performance differences whatsoever. Which is very interesting. And lastly, this was just announced today, the day of re- we're recording this. Pokemon is putting out a Pokemon Presents next Wednesday. Which is this oh. Wednesday coming up, if you're listening to this, the 18th. We'll be okay. getting a 28-minute presentation on Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus. Okay. I okay. I mean, I, I don't... <laughs> it's what, exciting. It, it is exciting, because this is what I've been waiting for to determine whether or not Legends Arceus is a day-one grab or not. Yeah, I mean... I, I so I guess I'm expecting something like just a bit of like more details on the remakes, and then I'm I'm figuring they're going to be either delaying Arceus or they're going to be showing us more content. Yeah. Right? So I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping they show off like a little bit more of the uh, what you call it um, post game stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's really what I'm hoping for. Uh, maybe some other things, like any changes that they might have made and whatnot. But yeah, that's really what I want to see. And then I want to see a lot of details about Arceus. I want that to be the, really the focus of this present presents. I, I agree. I really, I want it to be good. I really want it to be good because this is what I've been waiting for for a very long time. And I just, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Come on, come on, Pokemon Company, I believe. Please. Uh, and that's it for video game news. Moving on to the TCG news this week, uh, where we cover the big three TCG games, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic Gathering. In the world of Pokemon, Evolving Skies, the latest set, will be arriving on August 27th, and they showed off the promotion cards that are going to be included with the sets, which are included the Galarian Bird Trio and a Flaffy. Yes! <laughs> In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! The TCG, <laughs> Dawn of Majesty, that set is now out. Legendary Duelist Synchro Storm comes out October 29th. Grand Creator's Booster Box drops December 3rd. And Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1 comes January 28th. And the OCG, the World Premiere Pack 2021 drops September 25th. And the Battle of Chaos on October 16th. And in Magic the Gathering... We're returning to Innistrad for the world 
as uh, two sets uh, of the Innistrad cards, Midnight Hunt and Crimson Val will be coming really soon. Midnight Hunt comes to Magic the Gathering Arena September 16th with physical cards available, pre-orders on the 17th, and full cards on the 24th. Crimson Val it will be online on November 11th with pre-orders coming on the 12th for physical with the full release on the 19th of November. And in the board game news, James Bond Spectre is getting a board game uh, next year. Your goal? Become the number one villain for James Bond. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's the goal of that one. Uh, the big one, Avatar The Last Airbender, is getting an RPG tabletop game. Wow. That is... Dude, I am actually not surprised, to be honest, because after the it came out, the show came out on Netflix, I think it kind of got its own, like, rampage of people coming in to just watch it. So I think it got some hype. It's called Avatar Legends. Um, the project is currently in the crowdfunding stage, so if you want to help, go help Let's go. out. Help! Help it out! And the King Domino Origins is the next title in the King Domino games. And that's set uh, for purchase come September 16th. And that is the Week in Review. That is everything that we have for you this week in the world of news. Any other thoughts on all that stuff, Ninja Frog? I'm just really excited to be (laughs) clicking cookies (laughs) for those achievements on September 2nd. Yes. I'm, I'm not actually going to be doing that at all because oh. I definitely will not be. I just I don't I can't I, I don't know I don't I don't get how people play those games. I don't know I just I can't do it. Okay, I mean fair enough. <laughs> um, with that, it's time to take a quick peek at what's coming out uh, this week. Uh, obviously, because you're listening to this on the Monday, of course. So here's what's coming out. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Uh, so today, day you're listening to this, which is August 16th, this is the games from August 16th to 2022, uh, Road 96 comes to the Switch and PC on Tuesday, Greek Memories of Azor comes to the PS5 Series X Switch and PC, Humankind comes to the PC, Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda comes out on everything. Pile Up Box by Box comes to the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. On Wednesday, Out of Line comes to the Switch. Mortal Shell, the Virtuous Cycle DLC comes out for everything that is on. And Skydome comes to the PC. On Thursday, Recompile comes to Series X, PS5, and PC. Rims Racing comes to everything except the Switch. 12 Minutes, that game starring Daisy Ridley and a couple other celebrities, comes to the Series X, Xbox One, and PC. The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, comes to the Xbox One and PC. Monster Train, First Class, class, comes to the Switch. Mayhem Brawler, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And on Friday, Madden NFL 2022 comes to everything except the Switch. Arietta of Spirits comes to the PS4, PC, Xbox One, and Switch, and Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut comes out on the PS5 and PlayStation 4. Even another reason for me to get a PlayStation 5. <laughs> and with that, if you have the PS4 version of, P- of Ghost of Tsushima already, do not fret, as the new 
uh, expansion that comes with the Legendary Edition is available separately for you to get. Nice. Let's go. So I will be playing that because I really loved Ghost of Tsushima. It's a great, fantastic game. And uh, I cannot wait for more content with Jin Sakai. So I'm excited. Very excited. Yeah, dude. I, I, I still haven't gotten... I have a lot of a collection of games on PlayStation that I have never played. And I'm, that game specifically, I'm, I <laughs> would totally be down to play, so... I read a chance, totally. It's very much worth it. Very much worth it. Um, With that, that's what's on your radar. It's time for us to move on to our big segment of the show. This week in the Game Lounge, here's what we're talking about. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests... Here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And to start us off, Ninja Frog, why don't you intro this, our first topic that we're discussing today. Okay, so Sonic Adventure 2. Yes, more SA2. We talk a lot lot about that game on this podcast, uh, as it is already, but there's a huge event happening within the community. So... We do be speedrunning this game a lot. a lot. A lot of us in this community do be speedrunning it. And obviously, it's still kind of a it's pretty old game at this point, but we still be speedrunning. It's a pretty fun speedrun game. So we just changed our timing method. So we got it set up. We're ready, and we're doing a Hero Story tournament that is starting actually very soon. Yeah, I, I, believe, <laughs> so, I believe it starts... Uh, day we're recording the... this, it starts tomorrow? Yeah, it's, it starts Saturday 14th. Uh, the So the pools. So basically, to give you a rundown, yes. we have 40 people. Um, upper pools has 16, and lower pools is 24, and they're all split up into groups. So the upper pools has groups of four, lower pools have uh, groups of six. Um, so the pools basically are just going to race each other, and then that'll show like oh that's what they're going to be in bracket so that's what's going on this week uh the 14th on saturday i think it's going through up through sunday um and then the next week will be tie breaking um if we need to most likely not and then the next weekend will be all of the bracket just that we're doing all the bracket on that weekend um so that that weekend will be uh let's see here the 27th 28th uh the <clears throat> That's so I think it's Saturday and Sunday, so twenty eighth, twenty ninth. But um so um yeah, so the the upper pools will automatically they're they're set for bracket, um, but it'll show if you get top two, um you can get straight to the second round. And then the bottom pools are fighting for a spot winners and losers in bracket, and then the bottom two in each group gets eliminated. So but I I think it's really cool we did this really well. It seems like they brainstormed a lot for this, but at least everybody gets a ton of matches. I think at least five. You at least get to race five times because the bottom ones already get to race each other a bunch, and we and the upper pools already get into the bracket. Mm. So, yes, um, so and um, so is it kind of like with uh, how these initial pools are kind of like a round robin for like placing, where it's like, um, well, for example, we'll use uh, Group A, um, which is. Emerald, Dawn, Prophet, and yourself. Um, so, 
is it like where how it goes? Where like uh, just going from the top, where Emerald would go up against Dawn one day, Prophet one day, Dew one day, and then uh, whoever if let's say Emerald wins all three of those, that gives him top spot per se. Yeah. So basically, I didn't. There's a lot of like small details to it, um, but that's the bit general gist. So each of us race each other once, and the standings of how we did the race, like if we won or lost. And I think as well, they're doing some sort of like how much you beat them by. So if I beat them by like two minutes versus like 10 minutes or something, I think that'll also play into who's got the top higher spot. So like if somebody's got two wins, also somebody's got like two wins. Ah, gotcha. So timing really kind of comes down to help time. So you've got to make sure you're finishing your race. Otherwise you're going to be, opening your standings and kind of making it worse for yourself. All right. Understandable. And uh, yeah, everything looks cool. It looks cool. Um, to give a rundown of who other people who are in this, um, for the top groups, uh, for group B, you got, uh, Draco Dan, who was, uh, uh, one of the couch members at Katie Four's run at GVQ. Uh, you have GURP who's famous for, uh, the GURP PB is what we call them. If you PB by like a second or two, it's called yeah, a, it's uh, a, up to five seconds usually. Uh, you got uh, <laughs> Shining, JW13, D Trader1, friend of the podcast, uh, Kurik, Tommy, uh, a second frog, uh, Epic Frog specifically, <laughs> uh, Aura Ace, Drum Basher, Flub, and Tethys. And then uh, within the smaller groups, uh, we have AF Wagers, Bloog. Uh, Papa Bear, Liam Dunn, Deku, Yanomatics, Iona Rose, Mikey Cool Money, Stellar. Stella, Stellar's in one of the smaller groups. I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he has. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he has higher time. Uh, you got Cryptic, uh, Hex as well. And that's just a couple, as there's a lot of uh, people in the smaller groups that I actually do not recognize as. They're not, yeah, so it's, but yeah, it's still really some cool. Some of the people that haven't been like super involved just kind of like are coming in. I think that's what's really cool about this event is it's been pulling in. Once we got the variant set up, um, a lot of people have been starting to play a little bit more. And so they, and also the tournament's coming up. So then more people have been joining in. I just keep, I just see more people coming. And I think it's super cool to see that just, as as we got past GDQ and then we got past the variant voting and then not like it just keeps more and more people and I think it's it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. We yeah exactly you had the showcase you got the new timing method down and I was like okay folks time for a tournament arc. Yeah. <laughs> the SA two anime animated begins today. It's time to figure out who's the protagonist. Um, but obviously the protagonist is Katie Four who is actually not participating what yeah i think i don't know too much about that but i think either they so kd4 is the world record holder um but i don't know i think there might have been something that just didn't work out or they just didn't want to participate i'm pretty sure it's more that they just didn't work out in enough time well anyways it's still looking to be a great event um Obviously, this since nothing has started yet. This is really the prediction pre-tournament uh, episode, uh, where believe it or not, things have lined up really well that 
by the time this tournament ends, we should have Dawn back on the podcast to help us close things out to tell, tell us how this tournament went. So uh, stay tuned for that episode down the line. But right now, now that we've given you the rundown on how everything works, what are your thoughts on this tournament as a whole, Ninja Frog? Okay, I I think we got a good chunk of racers, a lot of, like, in, in the middle, like, some newer racers that are still got plenty of potential, but they are got higher up times, and, or, like, slower times. And then we got plenty of the top-level runners that I think it'll make this a very interesting uh, and fun tournament, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, do, do you want to go around to, like, certain, like, groups and just see yeah, what we absolutely. think will happen. Absolutely. Let's let's start with group A. Let's start with group okay. A. So my thoughts on group A and I, I'm in it. Yes. So it's already kind of biased, but <laughs> my, my my guess my guess is I'm I don't have much faith <laughs> in me winning these embraces because they are all better runners than me. Um so I think most likely I will probably be in the bottom of this group and it'll probably be Dawn and Top Emerald second and profit third. Oh, giving so that's that's my guess. Um, the Dawn and Emerald race is going to be close, um, but I think Dawn has a little bit more. I, Dawn's I think been improving. I, I, yeah, He's... I think there's a chance that Dawn will push it out and win the race. I definitely think that it's going to be very close between Dawn and Profit, <laughs> with Dawn edging out a little bit more. Yeah. I, I really think it's going to be close. It's going to be very close. But then, obviously, these all these times are very close. So if we mess up anything big or just slight things and somebody gets pissed off or somebody just, like, <laughs> wastes a bunch of time somehow, it, it could literally change the race completely. So, like, I what my best time is, like, a 24-29. And Dawn's is, like, a 23-something. So, like, I was racing Dawn somehow waste like 30 minutes to a minute i i could easily just like <laughs> pass right after if i'm in a good run so like it, it's very it's gonna be very tight yes it absolutely will sure. be I, I feel like a lot a big thing that's gonna come down to the top people racing each other is knuckle stages and the rng yeah there that little bit of rng and trying to make the best of it is going to be a lot of it's gonna be exciting it, it absolutely will be. Um, so that's th- that's Group A. Uh, looking at Group B, Draco, Dan, JW, Shining, and Gerp. Okay. So when we get to the other racers, my knowledge of times is very slim. So we're gonna just gonna go by what I <laughs> what I think. So I think JW and Draco, Dan. I don't know how much they've been playing recently. So they're gonna be my my guess is they're gonna be rusty there's potential that they've been very like they've been practicing a bunch um but i haven't seen them super active at least um from my perspective so i could see them shining and gurp just coming out with the the wins over there um i guess my guess let's see here i'm gonna just rank it um i could actually see shining winning this and then uh drake uh i would say like potentially Let's go with Shining, JW, Gurp, and then Draco Dan. I think I, Draco Dan might actually have a better time, but I could really see Draco being really rusty. 
Okay. But I that's probably a very like upset heavy ranking. But Alrighty, alrighty. Uh Group C, Trader, Kurik, Tommy and Epic, and the other frog. <laughs> okay. So this this group okay, so Trader, Legendary 180 Emblem Runner. Yes. Which is a though hundred percent category, so very very strong runner here and they've been also doing a lot of runs recently so i could see them my my guess would they would easily win this um tommy is <laughs> is the knuckles and like the hunting legend like anything knuckles or rouge like they're very good so i could really see them pulling out and coming in with maybe a first place but i would i would go with second here and then Epic Frog Scare is not too bad as well, um, but I think they haven't been playing too much. So my guess would be, as well, Kirk, I don't know too much about. So my guess would be Trader, Trader Tommy, Frog, and Kirk. All right. And Group D, Aura Ace, Drum, Flub, and Tethys. Okay, so this one's really interesting because Aura Ace and Drum are the, like, really, they're really high up on the leaderboard. They're, like, top Top five, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> those two are like and pretty then, clo- are close to like getting on that KD4 level. Yeah, and then Flub and Tethys are close together, but they're they've got a big split from Aura and Drum. So most likely it's gonna be a battle between Aura and Drum and Flub and Tethys, unless something happens. <laughs> 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 so my guess would be Aura Drum. I honestly this this order we have right now, this what I'm looking at, Aura Drum, Flub, Tethys. My guess okay here. okay um looking at the smaller group at the uh the group e through h um from each of the of those groupings who do you think uh will be like the top one from each of those groups okay so from each of these groups um these are gonna be these are gonna be really toss-ups um but i think i really think for group e i could really see jazz coming up on top i i honestly I, I'm kind of rooting for Jazz, but also I could also see Jazz coming out with this, like, nobody, not too many know Jazz, but I really think Jazz has potential. I think of um, Group E, the most notable person who's recognizable is Mr. AF Wagers, or as he's been dubbed by community members, AF Chambers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Wait, where, where, do we, where do we think Wagers is going to place with Group E? Do we think he's going to move on to the second round and make bracket, or do you think he'll be one of the first drops? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's potential that Wagers does win, um, but that's up to RNG potentially, unless Wagers is doing some hunting practice because his hunting is that's that's where the AF Chambers comes from. That's where from. AF Chambers comes um, from, yeah. But I my guess is Wagers at least makes it into one of the brackets. The losers are winners. So within the first through fourth, I would think he would make it at least. Uh, looking at group group F has a really good selection of runners. Um, three that stand out to me that could possibly take that win are Yanni, Deku, and Mikey. Yeah, um, de- yeah, for sure. Um, I think Melters is also, I don't know their time, but I think Melters is actually a pretty good, like they're pretty good at the game and they could beat any of them. Um, Deku has been grinding a lot recently. It usually doesn't play too much to story. They're also a very good hunting player. Um, so I could see them coming out with, out of nowhere because they are very good at just learning speed run games. Um, so 
Um, I am rooting for Michael Kumani with the upset. I don't, I'm rooting for Michael Kumani, the GameCube player. I'm rooting for him. Let's <laughs> to get go. at least, least into the bracket. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but I, I could really, my guess for the win for this one would probably be Yanni or Deku. Okay. For sure. uh, looking at Group G, another another good looking group. Um. I want to give it to Stellar, who might come out on top. But what are your takes for Group G? Yeah, I don't. I have no clue about like most of these runners mm. because Gr- these are some of the ones ex- I yeah, like. Exactly, Group G is probably the one where I recognize the least amount of these runners. Yeah, I don't. I don't recognize them. The and the community when I have been in it, or like just kind of. And Stellar is very has been always been active for a while, so I know Stellar. I think. I know Stellar should be able to make it into bracket, I think, with this group. Um, I believe JRK is pretty good, so JRK could come up with the win, but I don't... And Maddie, I think, is pretty okay, too. So, we'll, I, we'll see. This one's kind of a... I have no clue, but I definitely know. I feel like JRK and Stellar, I think, could make the bracket. And then Group H, uh, the last of the groups, you got Yurasu, Cryptic, Nug Runner, Deuce, Hex, and Gus. Fucking love a man named love a user named Gus. Gus, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Uh, what what I will say about Group H, I know that Hex has been practicing his ass off. Yeah, I've uh, I was in VC with him recently. Like Hex has been on the grind for sure. Uh, and then you um, also have Cryptic, who's uh, another really good hunter. Um, so very good hunter. I, I feel like very good at. Ielling like individual levels, like doing the stages by themselves. Yeah. Um, for sure. I I feel like Cryptic is probably like the favorite in this in this in this grouping. Yeah, I, I think out of the community, probably either Cryptic or Deuceless would be the ones that would be like. Oh, it's you! Oh, that's you! Oh, that's sure for you! Yeah. Oh, so I, okay. I, I could see I could see there being like a rooting for one of those two. Um, I don't know too much about. I have no clue about Nug Runner or Gus, so they could be coming out of nowhere with their their speed skills. I mean, um, I mean, my my pappy always says, "Look out for a man named Gus." <laughs> Let's go! Let's go, pappy! <laughs> look out! Like look out, runners! Look, look out, out runners. for that man named Gus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I definitely know Yurasu hasn't played too much i don't think but yurasu's pretty good so i could see yurasu and cryptic being the topper top runners in this one um and then do useless hex coming out with the the coming in hot with their their skills and then whatever and then gus and nug are going to be like the outsider yeah <laughs> i i at least to me like i was <laughs> we'll see what and I think Nug Runner is a replacement for somebody that like just dropped out like towards the end. Oh, so so we'll we'll see. We'll see. Very underdog coming in out of nowhere. So exactly, given the opportunity of a lifetime right here, they could take it all. They could take it. And that's the next question: Who's gonna win? Who looking at all of these amazing, talented speedrunners of this group? Give me the five people you think could take it all. Um. Okay. Let's see here. Um, D Trader one for sure. Dawn, it's it's hard because I don't like the certain ones that I'm like, well, they're good, and I just don't know much about them. It's like okay, so like Dawn, D Trader one. I'm probably just gonna go with Or Ace, 
drum could definitely and my upset i don't care <laughs> people can still get pissed off there's a chance michael kumudi is go. my fifth player <laughs> i'm rooting for michael kumudi it's a good pick i would add um oh um gurp i think gurp might take it all as well i think gurp has gurp, a good chance yeah. i i think i think gurp ha- definitely has energy to make it through so if somebody just gets flipped up i think he can push through very easily yes um another thing about this tournament um first where where will be they where will where can people watch this action so um not all the races will be there but a lot of the races um will be shown on sonic speedrun community that twitch account um will be re- a lot of people will be restreaming it so the pools will be coming out will be on there this week um the bracket next weekend any tiebreakers that we got so that will be the main place to check out the races yes and in the case of tiebreakers which will obviously happen there's also been talks of basically i guess in a sense exhibition matches which are just free mat free races that of matchups that people want to see that and uh, I know that there's been talks about a couple, and I've I've heard uh, through the SA2 community. One of them being, I believe, was Cryptic and Wagers racing each other. Um, I know that there's been talks about a Battle of the Frogs. Yeah, they were that <laughs> a lot of I've definitely heard that that would be super sick. We're actually Epic Frog Skater um, is very close to my time, so it would be actually a pretty fun race and. I, I mean, I'd be totally down for it. So <laughs> if, you, if you're looking out at Big Frog Skater, if you listen to this, I'd be down. Bring it on. <laughs> I think I, I would love to see like a three-way race between you, Don, and Emerald because it's oh, like, yeah. because, like you two are Emerald's mods and Emerald's being the, the big street, big streamer that he is. That would be a cool race to see. Yeah. Um, what other matchups would you like to see out of this? Like just as like fun exhibition race races. Um... Hmm. I, I do like the cryptic wagers one because that's a very like the, it's like it's like <laughs> the, the AF chambers like it, it, yeah exactly like, like it's like the polar opposite of like bot. one of the best hunters versus one of the worst hunters. Yeah, I really like that matchup. Um, hmm. I I honestly like towards the end if we get like a if we have a little bit of time I would honestly like to see I I. I on this Michael Kumani hype train right now, <laughs> <laughs> this Michael Kumani versus the actual winner, because I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for him, but I don't know if he can actually <laughs> make out as winner. If people, I don't expect all of those top runners to make that many mistakes. Um, so, but I would totally be down to see a Michael Kumani versus the top runner. Like that would be super fun. I, 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 um, I'm ready to see Mikey Cool Money go up against KD Four. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, I have. A, I, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. If it might happen at the end, what if, like in Yu-Gi-Oh, the 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 season that nobody watched, season four, the filler uh, season, basically, uh, the winner of this tournament goes up against the king of games, basically, or the queen of games, <laughs> in this case. Yes, I love that. That's sick. Where whoever wins this tournament faces one v one against Katie Four. Dude, I would. That would be great. <laughs> it would be fantastic. And uh, another thing about this, uh, there will be people commentating on these matches. I believe 
Savic said he's going to commentate a couple. Yeah, Sa- Savic Zero Zero will uh, be definitely commentating. Uh, Dawn will be commentating. Um, I think Emerald maybe. Um, I think Emerald's going to try and button his way in. Um, I'm not sure. Michael, M- Mike, Mikey Kamani will definitely be. Oh hell yeah! Um, I'm trying to think of other people. Uh, but I, I know that there's one person that I'm excited for. Seraphim. Oh, Seraphim. Uh, also, oh, Seraphim will be they, so, okay. Okay, because um, so like, that's one person. I'm like, I know, I I noticed he's not on this list, but if he's coming, that's yeah. He did a great job. I'm gonna say, this. Seraphim, you did a fantastic job with the commentating on the GDQ run this past year. Yeah. So they were streaming yesterday, so I made sure to ask. So they don't, they didn't have time for the pools and like the main stuff, but their goal is to be commentating for like the bracket and stuff that's cool so i'm very excited for any runs they commentate because seraphim is super good like i like watching kd4's run at jdq was like very hype um with the two commentators and i the moment that always pops in my head was seraphim when they're one of the big skips and seraphim was just like he's out of bounds he passed the kill point oh let's go and it's the glory i was just like dude this is so like it, we're watching a speed run of this game like this game we played like a bunch of times and it, <laughs> we're getting it, super yeah. high passing through like <laughs> exactly it's, just, it's awesome it really so, is like i'm excited so, for that. it's so cool and again like we said it's gonna be a great event you should check it out um last question i got for you specifically how much practice have you been putting in for this tournament? Okay, so I've been doing my best to do some no resets and practicing ILs and stuff. I was. So this is on Hero Story New Game specifically. Okay. Um, so I uh, took a break from Hero Story for a bit and was doing Dark Story New Game runs. And so I was like... Oh, tournament coming! I need to de-rust. <laughs> so basically, I've been on a track of de-rusting, and I feel pretty okay. But I still kind of feel like I'm not where I want to be. Um, so I'm a bit nervous. Uh, and also this week, I was planning on just kind of like practicing as much as I can. But I have a bunch of friends, IRL friends, who are just like, "Hey, let's hang out. Let's hang out." <laughs> like, no, I need to practice. But I, they're like leaving soon, and I just like I really wanted, so I, I got with them. Um, so that's been slowing down my time. So, but this weekend before my first race on Monday, I am gonna do my best as much as I can to practice. So well, you know what that means, listeners. Right after you're done listening to this podcast, go watch Ninja Frog. Possibly if they're streaming that match. Yeah, which I mean, like I feel like they might be. They probably will be. It's it's big. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Our my first match will be Monday. Um, the afternoon, like I think it's we're doing 4 p.m. Eastern time. So, right. well then, go, go check it out, fellas. If it's 4 Heck p.m. Yeah. Eastern, oh hey, I might be watching it myself. Heck yeah, let's go. But yeah, is there anything else you want to add about this Hero Story tournament? I know that uh, within the coming weeks we'll probably get some updates, as I know we'll have a couple other runners who are in this on here and there, and then we'll be recapping the entire event with Dawn uh, by the time it ends. Uh, but is there anything else you want to add? Um, I check it out if you can, if you're into speed running, I would, I think it's going to be super fun. I watched a little bit when I was just getting the speed running last year of their previous tournament. And I just, they had commentating every once in a while. And I just like watching it was like, I didn't expect it to actually be this fun. Like I, I just watched like one or two races and I was just sitting there eating food. I'm like, this is 
<laughs> like this is just as exciting as like watching like a just a regular sports game. Like I, I was actually like really into it. Um, so totally, even if you're like not sure and you got time, definitely try and check it out. On make sure as a reminder, Sonic Speedrun Community all together. That's the Twitch account. Um, that's where most of the stuff will be. Um, so I'm excited. Um, but I think that's all I got. Hype for hype for my hype hype for Michael. Mikey Cool Money. Let's hype for Mikey Cool Money indeed. Now, with that, we're going to move on to our second topic of the day, which is actually more of just a free for all. Um, we have, there's a lot of games that are coming out this year and games that have come out already that we've played and a lot of games that are re- looking, that we're looking forward to. Um, and Ninja Frog, I'll leave the floor open to you on how you want to start this. Okay. Um, we can just, we'll just start with, uh, so I, there's, there's been, I'm excited for some game for sure. Um, but I know a recent one has come out. There's been a lot of remakes um, I think a lot of companies have been trying to hop on that. I feel like potentially those are easier to make, and I think a lot of people even want them as well. So uh, another one that just came out Nintendo-wise, Skyward Sword HD. Um, I didn't personally get it. I was kind of like I already had the original one. I played through that one, so I didn't feel like it. But I feel like this is definitely a good one. It seems like a lot of it got a positive impact um, coming out. So, mm-hmm. As a man who never played Skyward Sword... This was my first experience with, well, second experience with the game as I actually did years ago watch the Chugga Conroy Let's Play from start to finish of Skyward Sword. Um, but playing through it myself, it's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And That's good. You, a big thing that people, I know that people ratted on the motion controls of that game. With how yeah. they did it with like, like, oh, hey, yeah, if you're playing Doctor with a controller, you could just use the right stick for your sword. It was really fun, really good. It sometimes, you know, it wouldn't do what you wanted it to do. Okay. But it wasn't. But for the most part, I would say ninety percent of my inputs would go through, or ninety-five. Yeah, that's super sick. I like. I I I was like hearing that concept, and I was like, dude, that sounds awesome. <laughs> like they can control the right stick to be able to like use the sword with that. I still thought it was super. Cool. Yeah, you, you see what I think. What would have been better is if they kind of put that towards. Mario 3D All-Stars a little bit, especially with Galaxy, where, you know, you don't need to play with the Joy-Cons. If you wanted to just use a controller, you could, and then to have your little Starbit launcher, you just use the right stick. Because the right stick, you know, there's no right stick in Mario Galaxy. Oh, really? Is It It doesn't use a camera at all? I mean, it uses a camera, but it uses the triggers uh, for the camera. Or, I Actually, it, it uses the D-pad for the camera. Uh, it was mostly with Mario Galaxy. It was mostly an auto camera, really. Yeah, it's usually yeah. The, it, it's the camera on that game. I feel like is usually pretty good that you don't have to like, yeah. turn. So like, see much. your C stick, your your right stick, wouldn't have been used much. So it would have been a perfect opportunity for like yeah. a first type of like controller based motion game. That yeah, makes I, sense. I think that, that I, makes sense. I, I, honestly, I, I think that's a downfall of a lot of Nintendo stuff is they try to make it new or something just exciting and they try to almost sometimes force it on us 
and it's really unnecessary. Yeah, but, and yes, I, think, I, I and agree I think, with that, but I also disagree with that. I feel like Nintendo tries to push the best and the most out of their hardware that they use and make. Yeah, so that's a better way Sometimes to it, yeah. it's for the better, sometimes it's for the worse. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, I, li- I like I like putting it that way. Um, so, yeah, I, it seem, I don't know too much about the feedback on the motion controls for this. Um, it didn't seem like it was too bad. I mean, I... It, it seems I, all right. It's For motion controls, it's all right. But again, I feel like motion controls, again, you have their their limits, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, I mean, it depends on if you're willing to deal with uh, re <laughs> recalibrating every re- so recalibrating often. Recalibrating it every yeah, because I mean, like I, if I'm playing Pikmin three, I'm sitting there like moving my motion to throw my Pikmin, and then I have to like recalibrate every two like very very often. Um, but I mean, I don't personally mind it at least on that game because I it's just the R button. I'm not using it for anything but that, and my hands already, my fingers already there. Exactly. So I'm just like pick, throwing Pikmin R from Pikmin R. Like it literally is very easy. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I was very excited that they made a game like made remade that. Um, I, I I really hope I'm kind of hoping. Speaking of remakes that they come out with some sort of, like, uh, bring back uh, Wind Waker to Switch. I never got to play that. I really would like them to bring about HD. It, yes. And we, Twilight Princess yeah. as well. I, I, I was saying, because I, I was like, you know what, for the Zelda, what is it, their 30th? Zelda's 30th? I'm like, they're going to do a combo pack of Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD from the Wii U and put it to the Switch. Easy money. Legit, that is easy money for Nintendo. Like, legit, like, all the games that they've brought from the Wii U sold even more, if not the same amount, that they did on the Wii U. Yep, exactly. And the fact when they came out at that Nintendo E3 conference and said, oh, yeah, um, so, uh, obviously, for Zelda's 30th, we have Skyward Sword HD, this game and watch, and that's it. And th- this is exactly what they did for another anniversary as they brought out Skyward Sword. So I have, I have, I, I may have the disc somewhere. So I got like the, the special edition with like the Wii remote. That's like, Oh, the golden Wii golden. remote. Yeah. Yeah. I have the Wii remote and I also, I think I had, I got the disc. I don't remember if I have it anywhere or not, but and anyway, like they did that special. Anyway, they did the special edition and they did it again. And I was just like, Really? <laughs> you, you, you really gotta <laughs> reuse it? I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Whatever, but... Yeah, but would lo- I would love to see like Twilight Princess HD and Windbagger HD make their way to the Switch. Because I, I, I'm betting you anything that legit, the Wii U will be an insignificant console in X amount of years because all the games that were first party for it got ported yeah that, i mean that's literally like that that i was i've been saying this uh for a bit like the nintendo switch online they've put nes and snes games and they've been adding a little bit there dude i would pay more for the online i mean obviously i also want a better online they could also put more effort in that but like, i would love there to be more stuff on there and if they wanted to use that as their opportunity as well as the eShop of course but if they use that opportunity and put more on there just like a game pass or something 
I think that would be genius. And they can raise the price and put it with like combination with something else. I think that would be a great idea to put more ports on. Absolutely. Well, and, and like I, I feel like with these most with the, their more recent releases of like EHD games, they're really testing to see if like the Switch can be a good emulator for the Wii in a sense. Because I, I don't know why, but I feel like the Wii Virtual Console is coming sometime. Or we're going to see a lot more Wii HD ports of games. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, what we've gotten from the Wii... So Xenoblade was from the Wii. Z- I mean, Xenoblade 1 has been put to the Switch. Uh, um, Pokemon Battle Revolution. Give me that. Give me Battle Revolution. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. They literally... That's like free real estate. Give me right Battle there. Revolution, but here's what you could do. Made... Here's what you could do with it. It's like, oh yeah, but you can link up your Pokemon Home account with it so you can have all of those Pokemon. Oh my and gosh, you, genius. And you, know, you update it for like Gens 1 through 8. Gosh, dude, we're literally we're Nintendo. We're like talking about a gold mine, right? Legit, legit gold mine. (laughs) Legit. Tell me you would not buy this. Tell me you would. Legit. If you would not buy this, tell me right now. Like Revolution was literally the the newer Pokemon Stadium. It just needed a bit, like a little bit modifications, and it would have been beautiful. Like I, I, I don't know why they haven't done something like that. Like it's just it all is the battles. Like it's not any. Like, Pokemon Tournament was, like, an extra, like, they had to make a fighting game. I, the, the, we already have the battle system, so just make the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that's, uh, Nintendo, you're slacking. You're slacking, Nintendo. You're slacking, you're slacking. Um, another game I kind of want to talk about, speaking of remakes. Speaking though, of remakes, because uh, there's a whole So, w- watching Nintendo Direct here, I see the... the and one more thing. And then you see monkey... Fa- I think it was like bananas. Bananas, was yellow. bananas and bananas. balls. I don't know. Yeah, balls. And I, I, I was mostly focused on the bananas. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You see bananas, dude, you think Nintendo, have... you think the monkey, the monkey himself, Cranky Kong. Yeah, I see, exactly. I was, I was thinking Cranky Kong specifically <laughs> because of... The balls on the bottom of a cane oh, ex- usually exactly. have, right? Like, yeah. uh, exactly, uh-huh. exactly. But anyway, <laughs> so, so, so what I was thinking was that there was a leak recently, that, like near that time when the direct came out, of potentially there's a 3D Donkey Kong game that's being made by the Super Mario Odyssey developers. I don't know. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know like too much about that leak, but it seemed like a leak, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is it. This is this is it, and then we got Super Monkey Ball, and I was like, sad, but like also like, let's go! Yeah, <laughs> this is actually super cool. And not just any Monkey Ball, like Banana Blitz HD. We're talking the good Monkey Ball, Monkey Ball One, Monkey Ball Two, and Monkey Ball Deluxe remastered. Yeah, literally, like, it looks pretty. It looks so nice. And the cool thing about it is, like, some of those really hard levels kind of look... Depending on how you look at it, some of those really hard levels become a little bit easier because they're keeping the jump mechanic that was in Banana Blitz. Yeah, I I, I think that's a good idea, um, for sure. Um, I I think some people... 
like the OGs will be like, oh, but you don't, you don't need, you don't need the jump in this. Well, okay, well, they're going to sell better most likely because more people will be able to play it because it's won't be as like. It also means uh, new speed. It also means new. Money. It also means new speedrun tech. Oh, speedruns for this speedruns for Monkey Ball are just <laughs> insane in general. Yeah, and uh, I feel like when this game comes out, come uh, AGDQ twenty twenty two, we're gonna see a fucking Monkey Ball remake run. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. I I definitely think so. Some of the new games that get remade, like three D All Stars, for example, isn't always doesn't get popular because it's just the way like the game isn't as fun to speed run or it's just like. Something, something's up. Yeah, it's, it's just like, a, like it's a fun game, uh-huh. but it just doesn't work out for speedrunning. I think this one for a newer game for me remade. I think this one is definitely one that can be have new tech and like be able to be a really fun speedrun game. So I'm definitely excited for that. Absolutely, and it's also bringing some of the classic multiplayer mini games. Uh, you got uh, now, um, so you have your original four monkeys, the two monkeys that were introduced in the Banana Blitz era games. And then Sonic, Tails, and Beats. You got nine characters as well. Dude, that's so cool. And then oh, those mini games, literally. I don't know where I played them. I, I the only one I've, I'm really excited because I haven't played these really. I the only one I remember is renting Super Monkey Ball Adventure, oh. which apparently is decided as like one of the worst ones. Uh, Adventure. Then I was playing. Great. I, I've played yeah. It. When I was playing, I was like, dude, there's a hub world. Uh, this is sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, but I don't know if that one had the mini games or not. But I played the mini games at some point. Those mini games are so freaking fun. <laughs> monkey billiards, monkey bowling, monkey flight, monkey dog fight, monkey racing, monkey fight, <laughs> monkey soccer, monkey baseball. Uh, what else was there? Oh. Monkey tar? Uh, no, that was target. That not flight. Monkey target was what it was called. Yeah, it's um, yeah. There's a lot. It's really cool. It's it's a fun franchise. I it's a fun. Early on, it was a, a fantastic franchise, and then it kind of went downhill a bit. Kind of rose up a bit, but yeah. kind of just went downhill. And this, I think, is going to be like the revival. Very of good, yeah. Monkey Ball. So I mean, on a, and it's not even full sixty dollars. It's like everywhere. It's like less than sixty. I'm pretty sure. Unless unless I think if you want to get some of the costumes, I think. You might have to pay a bit more, but or get or get and also get the game early. I mean, I'm Canadian, um, so it'll be sixty bucks. <laughs> okay, oh, that's fair. That's fair. I think on my side, I think Steam is actually has it for forty right now, or maybe it's thirty actually. But still, I'm excited. I'm gonna get it on PlayStation because there's gonna be trophies for the game. So, yeah, boy wants the trophies. Hey, yeah. Um, are there any other games you wanted to discuss? Hmm. Um. Actually, okay. So, would you want to do a little bit of like delving into Arceus or Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl? Just like a little. You know what? I'm down. Legit. We'll probably cover more of it next week as well. But I'm down to make some small predictions again. I this these games are legit talked about a lot everywhere because we haven't known a lot for a good while now, and now we're that the day of us. Learning is coming soon. Yeah, very soon. What is it? Next week. Next Wednesday? week, Wednesday. Whew. Okay. 
Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with Diamond and Pearl. I feel like it's the shorter one, the easier one. Here's what I want. Uh, from the looks of it, it looks pretty faithful to Diamond and Pearl. I want maybe some form. I would like to see Mega Evolutions make a comeback in some way or form, whether it's like a post-game thing or whatever. I would like to see that because I think Mega Evolutions are one of the coolest mechanics that they've introduced in the years. And it would make sense, like, new Megas for Sinnoh. Because Sinnoh doesn't have, like... Sinnoh has, like, maybe, like, one or two reps for Mega Evolution. In Garchomp and something else, I think. Uh, Lucario? Lucario, yeah. So, legit, like, you only have those two reps. It would be cool to have the starters get a Mega Evolution. Or something like that. So, I'd like to see that. I would like to see Dialga and Palkia get, like, a new former of such. Cause yeah, kind of like, kind of like the primal form of, that, or of like in, like how Giratina Giratina has like an origin form, maybe something like that. Even when they're holding their adamant or uh, lustrous orb, that would be cool. That would be really cool. I, so I'd like to see something like that for the legendaries. Post game wise, I would love to see the battle frontier and not just the battle tower. Cause yeah. <laughs> but I understand if they don't because again it wasn't introduced until Platinum uh, or reintroduced until Platinum and since it's not a Platinum remake then eh um, and I would like to see base game something like an episode Giratina or something to give like an episode Platinum or something like how they did episode Delta for a big Ruby Apple yeah. something like that for Giratina just to make him special again because he's a special boy. Um, he do be a special boy. And I would also like to see Shaman and Dark Rise events in the game. And I yes. all and also a Manaphy egg, please, <sighs> son of a bitch, please just give us like a Manaphy egg in the game because. That Pokemon, legit. People who have Manaphy are the, the people who have Manaphy nowadays are the people who fucking got the Manaphy egg from Ranger all the way back then and have just been transferring it forward ever since. So, yeah, Manaphy egg, will... please, Pokemon, please. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for all of that. Um, I really. Mega Evolutions would be actually pretty cool. I would like this. That would be really interesting to see that. Um, bringing bringing that back since we haven't seen it in a while, um, and I think it would be kind of a interesting way to just be like, oh, well, we're back in this region, so it's okay to like bring back old stuff that we haven't used in a while. Um, I I think it's unlikely, but I really I think that's like a super sick idea that I'm really excited for if they do it. Um, what what else? Okay, so you said the the legendary thing. I think that's a really good idea. The extra episode. I think they should do that. I honestly, when, when I've been looking at this remake, I really think they're just staying really vanilla. So my prediction is it's not going to be very, not, not very changed. I think it's going to be very similar, but I really hope that they do add stuff. But again, and we could, and we could be wrong. We could be wrong that they stick with vanilla. Cause again, everything they showed in the initial trailer was a lot of vanilla stuff. But what if the pizzazz wasn't ready yet? And we're gonna see the pizzazz come Wednesday. So I think I, I yeah, I, I think that's all I got on that mm -hmm. one. Okay, time to tackle the big boy, the big big boy in the room, Legends Arceus. Oh, where do I start? Oh gosh, <laughs> where do I start with this game? Concept wise, 
I, I love the concept. It's such a cool concept. And I, 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 people have wanted this forever. But with what they showed us, like, what is it, last year now? Or earlier this yeah, year? Uh, yeah, I don't know when it was, but... I, I don't know how I feel about what they showed us, man. It didn't look all that great. Like, the landscapes were alright, but kind of bland. I need more... I, I, I just... And I've said this before, and I've said this multiple times last season. I need to see more. It's hard for me to I, make a final verdict on this game until I see more. And now that we got Wednesday coming up, you will hear my final verdict for this game next week. So stay tuned, okay. folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear it. Um, I... Okay, my guess is some of those, like, the buggy kind of lag. If they're going to keep it on the Switch, it's still going to be laggy. It's definitely, like, it, I saw, so, like, uh, the main thing I noticed is one of the Pokemon, I don't know who it was, but one of the Pokemon was kind of, like, floating around, and that was where I saw most of the lag, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Like, it's probably going, like, they'll do their best. But it's always going to be there because I mean, even Breath of the Wild still has some lag. On the yes, Switch, so Breath like, of the Wild still has some lag, there. but like it's, I, I don't really notice it that much. Like I notice it like okay. unless there's like if there's like a lot of things being loaded on the screen, like a lot of bacabas yeah, or yeah. something, that you start to notice it. But like you would notice that in like Skyrim too. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. Or like if you're just yeah. Um, so I would expect. M- a chance of it's going to be harder because if you're trying to put, well, I guess, I don't know. I, I guess I was about to say, well, it's going to be harder, but I guess Breath of the Wild had plenty of like big things there and it's got the grass moving all the time. So that's a lot of rendering all the time. So if, if, if we're assuming this one has grass all the time moving and also Pokemon everywhere, well, that would simply just be the same thing as like those big statues or just the, uh, big rocks moving around like that's a lot of a lot of stuff to keep up with so i mean and stuff like that i feel like definitely we could work on and definitely minimize what you're like you were saying so i hope we do see something like that um i i think what i'm afraid of is a lot of people just uh obviously connecting it to breath of the wild i hope that there's a lot of content and they don't i think they may with since it's pokemon they may have to make it a little bit more linear than Breath of the Wild was. Breath of the Wild is very open, and a lot of Pokemon games are super linear. So I think, not, I mean, like, not I mean, extremely, I mean, yeah, but, but like, no, they're, like they're somewhat le- linear. legit, they are somewhat linear. It's hard. For, it's very hard for a Pokemon game that's like a, to not have like a linear store, linear thing that with its story, like. I don't know, like, for it to succeed, like, to, for it to go non-linear, it would have to pull, essentially, like, a Breath of the Wild, where it's like, you gotta go to the four corners of the po- this region to find a certain Pokemon, you deal with it, and then you come back to fight Arceus or something like that. Like, that's really, yeah, like, yeah, so it, what I would think of, but yeah. again, that's basically copy-paste Zelda, in a sense. Yeah. So, if they design it, so, like, Breath of the Wild design, their beginning is with a lot of, like, here, here's what you do because you can't get past the beginning part until you do a bunch of stuff. So, like, as long as they do something similar to that and we get, oh, this is a general idea, and keep a little bit of linearity. I, I'm, I'm definitely excited if they do a bit of open world to it and have, like, a bunch of quests or something or you have to go do this. Um, but I definitely think sticking a bit linear is going to be a very good idea. Otherwise, it's going to be a very 
bland game. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of substance like, for it. It's just like, yeah, it's a cool world and all that stuff, but like, what am I could do except ex- what am I doing except catching Pokemon? So yeah, again, next Wednesday will be the tell. Tune in next week when I give my final verdict on Arceus pre-release. Um, with that, I think it's time for us to move on to our last segment of the show. Let's do it. Uh, let's check out the bonus level this week. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And to kick it off with the bonus level, we actually, um, we're actually introducing a brand new segment to start off the bonus level with, but because this is season four and the start of season four, we don't have any content for this one. So, starting next week, we will be bringing in the Community Corner. That's right. You will hear reviews from some of my past uh, guests about games and stuff. And we'll also be asking you, the audience, on Twitter, starting after this episode. Once this episode is released, you can check Twitter to ask us anything. Ask me and my guests questions regarding the video game world. And we will do our best to answer them. So... Uh, again, you'll hear more of that at the end of the podcast, but yeah, this is coming up in future episodes. It's time for us to kick off the bonus level this week. And since we got Ninja Frog here, our top five is top five frogs in gaming. Frogs in gaming. Let's go. Okay. Would you like to start? I don't know if I know five frogs. (laughs) Okay. Um, I guess I'm certain. I guess I (laughs) I talked over you. Uh, okay. Uh, I think... I would probably go with my first one as the frog from Chrono Trigger. I really loved, I I played that recently, like last year, very amazing game, fun RPG. That frog is a very, like all the characters in that game are very well thought out. And I thought that character was also very good. I I think I kind of related to it uh, coincidentally because like, (laughs) so I think that is my top one. Um, Dude, what frogs? Dude, where are their frogs? There's, there's a couple others. Uh, I will um, say that uh, that fro- uh, frog was on my top five list as well. Um, let's see here. Um, I th- the, the things are coming to my head right now. Would you like me are... to take over for a little bit? Yeah, do it. Uh, so frog, that was on my top five list. My second frog, uh, you got Frogger. The classic, cl- oh, cl- okay, classic, yeah. it's classic, a classic frog. Yeah. Of course, the first, arguably the first frog in gaming. Yeah, my third frog. Everybody, it's a fan favorite, Froggy from Sonic. Yeah, let's go. Because obviously, Froggy, great frog. He has a tail. Sometimes he doesn't. Depends on which game you're playing. My fourth frog, another Sonic frog. It's the frogs in Frog Forest in Sonic Heroes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and lastly, my last frog. You're not going to believe this. It's it's actually like an item. Yes, that's right, but it's still a frog. It's the hot-footed frog from Breath of the Wild. Oh, let's go. Yes. And those are the top five frogs in gaming. You got any other okay. frogs that you want to add to this yes, list? I definitely do. Okay, so... Okay, so Glowbox. Glow- oh Raven. yeah, Glowbox is a frog. I just looked it up. It, it says it says 
Okay, I just Google it as the Glowbox and Frog, and I was like, frog-like character. So I'm counting I'll, it as I'll a count frog. That, I'll it count Glowbox It does kind of look like a frog. Um, and it does hop around a lot, so I mean. Um, froggy? Uh, sorry, no, no, no. Slippy the Toad. Oh, Slippy Toad! Slippy the Toad. Um, and is this actually considered a frog? Is this... Okay, I, I'll, I'll count it. Uh, I guess their name is Zephos? I didn't even know that. Uh, from Wind Waker, oh, the, the little like frog that's yes. on a cloud. Yes, the the storm um, frogs. Yeah. So that's what one, two, three, four. I'll eight, I'll, eight, I'll, I'll even add to that as uh, the um, there's like a frog statues in. Or there's also frogs in Phantom Hourglass. There's legit a frog island where you go meet a frog, and uh, oh, you can okay. also hit frogs jumping out of the water in Phantom Hourglass, and they. Tell you, hey, why'd you hit me, you son of a bitch? <laughs> um, and I've I've loved all of yours. The one that I didn't even think of, I just like typed in like frogs from gaming. Uh, Prince Froggy, <laughs> the one from uh, Yoshi's Island. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I think it's like one of the bosses. Yeah. Like, just there's, very... a lot, there's a lot of frogs in the gaming world. Yeah, Dude, a lot of frogs. Great frogs. I'm pretty sure there's also some Final Fantasy frogs. Uh, yeah. I feel like- oh wait! Oh, that's what actually. Okay, I'm taking that frog off my list. I totally forgot about this. I think there might be an enemy. I don't remember what exactly they are. I think okay, so they're in. I think they're in Mother Three. Oh, the frog car. Frog car. So I have anybody who knows like completionist. He made a flush on frog in a car, dude. Oh, that is beautiful. I love that. I'm also gonna add <laughs> uh, all car. the frog puns, frog pun enemies in Dragon Quest. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, shout out to the frogs. That was our top five. Moving on to this week in gaming history, August sixteenth to twenty second. Here's what happened in the past. On the sixteenth, two thousand five, Sonic Gems Collection released on the GameCube in North America. And on the seventeenth, twenty eleven, DC Comics released the Resident Evil graphic novel. On the eighteenth, nineteen eighty two, Atari. Announces to the world it gained exclusive rights worldwide to make an ET, the extraterrestrial video game. <laughs> Dude, speak. Okay, quick thing on this. I was sitting in a VC. I don't know how we th- got to this, and then just like randomly out of nowhere. So, so you're a speedrunner, right? It's like y- you should speedrun the ET game. <laughs> the speedrun's like forty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> if you can find it, that it's so is. Funny. If you can it's, find the game, oh my not, god! If you can find the yeah, game true. not on an emulator, exactly. kudos. <laughs> on the nineteenth, not a really vi- nothing happened video game wise, but in the personal computer news in nineteen ninety nine, Apple Computer files a complaint against e machines for copying the look of the iMac with the E one com- computers. On the twentieth, two thousand eight. At a video games convention in uh, Leip- Leipzig, Germany, Sony announces a new version of the PlayStation Portable uh, to go on sale in Europe and the U.S. in mid-October. The PSP 3000 will have a built-in microphone and new screen, which has more colors and better suited for use outdoors. On the 21st, 2007, 2K released Bioshock for the 360 in North America. And on the 22nd, 1987, The Legend of Zelda released on the NES and is the first NES game with a battery-powered save feature. 
Wow. So the 22nd, that is Zelda's 30th anniversary. Is that 30? Uh, wait, 87, 13 to get to 2000, and then 21. 35! 35 years, that's what it is. That sounds right. That's, that's yeah, that what sounds... it is. Not 30, it's 35 years. Duh! Uh, but yeah, that's what it is. That's uh, when we can celebrate Zelda Day, the, uh, the 22nd. The achievement of the week this week is had to happen in Hades, which is to fulfill any 15 prophecies. And the game of the week, 12 minutes and Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. And that concludes this episode. Ninja Frog, thank you for coming on. Where can we find you on the internet? Okay, so you can find me on Twitch, NinjaFrog4884, and also on Twitter, same handle. Um, yeah, that's, that's the main thing you can find. <laughs> and of course, uh, you can find myself at Tony's Game Lounge on Twitch, Instagram, and Radio Tony on Twitter. And be sure to follow those places because uh, we want to get your input in future episodes. Uh, be sure to like and share and follow the podcast as well as it helps us grow. And sharing is how podcasts grow. So be sure to share it with all your friends, family, teachers, um, neighbors. That one guy down the block that might might have sold you something that you don't, you probably shouldn't have done, but you, you did it anyway. Just share it, please. It helps us grow. It gives us more opportunities to do stuff and might even get us a sponsorship down the line. Who knows? I told you to share told it! You to share it. Go fucking share it! Anyway, thank you, Ninja Frog, once again for joining me on this spectacular launch of Season 4. Yeah, thank you for having me on this beautiful, amazing, great weather, amazing first episode. Uh, and we will see you, the listener, next week, right here, back in the Game Lounge. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.